You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Map Podcast 403. Guy goes Android. Well, kind of. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMag.com podcast. everyone and welcome to the my mac podcast 403 you see what i did there guy yeah I, yeah I are you sure it's 403 or is it zero three yeah or is it four oh three oh three good evening to you young man how the devil hey. are you oh it it's just uh, this weekend you know, I, you know mother's day was celebrated yep. this week you know this weekend in, well, the, in the states in the states yeah yeah, yeah in the states and uh, I was telling you before we got started on the show that I, you know I was going to take my wife out to uh, she wanted to go to Outback, which is a, you know, a steakhouse here. And as it turned out, instead of going and having a delicious steak and a baked potato and you know all the trimmings and all the rest of that, instead I got to spend uh, quite a bit of Sunday in the hospital with my son Guy, who had an ear infection and a fever of a hundred and two point naught. Yay. Not one hundred and two point zero. Uh, no, it was one hundred and two point oh. Oh, okay. actually, it was a. Actually, it was it was high, it was one hundred and two point uh, seven at one point. But joking aside, is he okay? No, he's dead. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not dead. He's fine. <laughs> He'll be. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> going to drive me to an early grave. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it just takes a little while to, to. And it was a really, really bad one. They said at the hospital that his uh, ear canal was like almost completely closed off. They also call it like swimmer's ear. So I oh, think right. when he, yes, he was yes. out. He was out exercising and whatever. Got some sweat in there and he got infected. And you know, oh joy. So that was my weekend. <laughs> And everybody listening, I hope you weren't eating anything through that little intro. There. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be eating and driving anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> some people might listen to this while they're not driving. You never know, guy. You never know. <laughs> well, poss- that that is possible. Uh, what is going on in your world? Well, I've just come. Well, I haven't just come back, but I arrived back um, from Turkey last week. Oh, and- yeah. And it it was it was wonderful actually, not because I left Turkey, but because I was quite concerned. Um, I left um, for Turkey from Heathrow Airport, which is it's a bit of a toss of a coin really from uh, where I live as to whether I go up to Birmingham International Airport or down to to Heathrow. Heathrow is a bit more awkward to get to if you're like early morning, you know, rush hour because it can be really right. busy around. Heathrow. What traffic in London? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd say, say it ain't so. <laughs> Who'd have funk it? Um, but and also, we've had some serious problems with the customs uh, at Heathrow this last few weeks, and there's been reports of two-hour waits through customs, oh. which, you know, I, I kind of expect that when I go somewhere else to a different country, and they say, yeah, yeah, you're you're not from around these parts. You can go in that queue. Um, <laughs> that one over there that yeah, stretches around yeah, the block. That's, that's right. But you, you don't kind of expect it or you kind of don't hope for it when you come back to your own country. So, uh, well, but what is it you don't expect? Long queues. Um, ah. <laughs> anyway, we got we you know we we got back after a, a. I don't know whether I should go through this. We went from Izmir to Munich, 
Okay, and mm-hmm. as I got on the plane, which was leaving from Izmir, uh, ten minutes late, I said to the stewardess, um, "We're leaving ten minutes late. I've only got a fifty-minute turnaround at Munich. Am I going to be okay?" Um, she said, "If there's any problems, we'll let you know, and we'll get you off, and we'll, you know, we'll get you through customs and everything, because you have to go through customs again." Uh, um, so there's not like said, an international she, departure lounge where you don't have to go uh, through customs. Uh, no. No. Uh, okay. No. Well, it's in the EU, you see, so there's different rules. If you come into the EU from outside of the EU, you have to go through customs in a different route. If you come into um Oh, your so your if, first your first point of embarkation in the EU is where you have to go. It was Munich. Customs. It was Munich, yeah. Right. Um okay. so, you know, but she looked at me and she smiled and I kind of, you know, quizzically looked back and she said, Well, you're gonna be getting back on this plane because we're the crew that's going to Heathrow. And I said, okay, I'll follow you then. She went, nope, you've got to get off and get back on. So I get off the plane and I get in the coach and we go for a two-mile bus ride and there's a massive great big queue through customs. And I'm and I'm thinking, I ain't going to make this. I ain't going to make this. So I'm in the queue and I'm starting to, you know, get a little bit edgy and I put my bags down and I've got a bit of a routine, you know, because I've got the laptop and I open up the, the, the bag get the laptop out ready, get my coat off ready, you know, take the belt off just in case. Um, I normally put anything in my pockets into a small box, you know. Normally you get people who wait until they're right at the counter and then they take the coat off and then they get the laptop out and you think, you know, anyway. So I did that, but I hadn't checked my pockets. So I go through, beep, 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 beep. Here we go. I'm late enough as it is. Uh, And they check me all over. I'd left my iPhone in my pocket. Mm. So he picked it out and I went, oh, no, I'm in a rush, you see. And he looked at me and said, I don't care if you're in a rush. That's got to go through the X-ray machine. So he put it in a box, put it through the X-ray machine. So that made me even a little little bit later. So I rushed to the the departure gate, get to the departure gate. And one side is really busy, which is another departure gate. You know, they often have two departure gates together. And my side was, there was a few people sat down and I thought, why they sat down? Because, hmm. you know, I know that I'm either late, I've either missed it, you know, and that's what I was thinking. They've missed it as well. So I went up to the desk and I said, um, uh, are you boarding? Have I missed it? She went, no. And she just kind of, you know, nodded her head to the side for me to go through. So I checked the ticket and I went through, sat on the bus and then we went for the two mile bus round. <laughs> All the way back to the plane that I'd just got off. I mean, my bag was... kidding. It was the same plane? It was the same. I was two seats back from where I'd been on the plane and, from Izmir and, to and they wouldn't, And they just wouldn't <clears throat> let you just stay no, no, on no, the plane? No, no, no. Can't no, do that. Not at all. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> and the guy oh on the way back, the, the guy to the right of me, he got on and I was having a chat with him about it. And he said, oh, he said, I've just come through for an argument. He says, I've flown with Lufthansa... 47 times in the last year, he said, and they wow. bumped me. They, he said, they bumped me, he said, until I told them what I thought of them <laughs> and how much we <laughs> used them. So he got on the plane, and then the guy next to me was from the States, and he'd been on seven flights in seven days. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was um, panic station. Anyway, we got back to Heathrow. We landed at Heathrow, and we're thinking, here we go again, you know, got to customs. Hardly anybody there. It was five people in front of us. We, oh, were through okay. cust- we were through customs in five minutes, and my bag was actually on the carousel when I got down to the carousel baggage claim. And it, okay. Well, like- something, something really horrible have, had to have happened after that 
with such good luck. uh, Absolutely. I either just missed the traffic on the way home. Everything was clear. So, yeah, that was good. Crikey, that took a long time. We shouldn't have been talking about that that long, should we? (laughs) So you really shouldn't ask me how my week's been. I know. I, well, no, I so mean, sorry, folks. Sorry, folks, for that really boring, you know, conversation about my, hey, <laughs> my I airplane trip. You know, I used. To, I mean, I used to go through this kind but, of but stuff. But can all I the just say? I but can I, yeah. can I just say? During all that time, obviously, I had my iPhone to keep me company, just in case I was getting bored. I was listening and, to podcasts. And you have the four S, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you were good. I, I, I should have asked Siri. I said, Siri, how long is it going to take me to get through the customs gate? <laughs> it will take you fourteen hours. Now, I'd like to ask you, actually, yeah. um, would you have asked the same thing of this particular device that you seem to have bought? <laughs> no, because <laughs> it would have just gone, hur, hur. actually, it wouldn't have said anything at all. Um, as as the, uh, the, the show title says, uh, I did buy a, an Android uh, tablet by a company called uh, MID Mid. It's a seven-inch Android tablet running uh, Android 2.2. And I don't know why I bought I was, you know, surfing on U-Bit. I'm, I'm always looking around, you know, seeing if I can find some spectacular deal on a Macintosh that I will actually be able to run Mountain Lion on. But that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> and and I saw this on U-Bit, and it was like 70 bucks. So it's like, and it had 15 of them. And that should have been a clue right there. If they have that many of these devices, it usually means it's because it's a total piece of crap. So I went ahead and put a bid on, and hey, I won. Uh, it came in the mail, and I was checking it out. And, and the Wi-Fi is not bad, uh, but there's some really weird things what do you mean? about this what, tablet. What do you mean the Wi-Fi, the, the Wi-Fi is not bad? What do you mean? It connects? Yes, it connects. <laughs> uh, the, the browser is kind of a piece of crap. The it has this like little dongle that you plug into what kind of looks like a, a thirty pin connector like on the iPad, mm-hmm. but what it has on it is like two USB ports and an Ethernet port in this little dongle. And it's like okay, so in order to use USB, uh, number one, I have to have a USB A to USB A cable, which are almost impossible to find sometimes. And if I want to connect it up directly to the internet, I have an Ethernet cable. It's like who who thought that that this was something that that most people were, were going to want? Uh, but you know the browser is awful, the screen is terrible. Uh, it does <laughs> auto rotate, which is I guess you know thank God for small favors. Uh, but when you're trying to start an app or use the on-screen keyboard, I mean, you really have to press really really hard on this thing. And it usually, wherever it was you tapped, especially with the on-screen keyboard, didn't give you the character that you wanted. So then you go down, and you're trying to delete the character, and you accidentally hit something else instead. And then another character. I mean, it was it's just a it's a total mess. Um, I never could get it to to slide to unlock after it would go to sleep. The 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 uh, recharger for it, the the like the the little plug-in dongle for the wall to charge it up. The, where it plugs in, it's all really super loose. It was like, okay, didn't anyone engineer this thing? You know, usually <laughs> when when you plug in power to a device like this, it should just like snap into place. Well, this thing was like all floppy. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it only has two gigs of storage. However, it does have a mini SD card. So if I want to put a little bit more in, and I'm not spending any more money on this thing. Uh, <laughs> battery life was about two hours. 
It's got a Windows-like home screen with some apps, but the majority of them you have to drill down just to get to them. And the, the, the crazy part, as I was trying to figure all this out, is like, you know, why am I doing this? I'll just get the manual. <laughs> However, the manual is like two and a half inches square with like type four fonts. So you, you need like uh, uh, a telescope the size of something you'd find in space just to be able to read it. And the graphics that are inside of it looks like it was scanned about four or five times. And then each time were like degraded a little bit. So you have no idea what it is you're looking for. It, it, and it just feels like cheap plastic junk. Um, if, if people are, are this desperate to have a tablet, all I can say, save your money for something better. You're, you're not going to get a very good tablet for under $200. I think the Kindle Fire is about as close as you'll get. I have no idea what I'm going to do with this thing. Well, all I can say, Guy, is... Yeah, well, if you if you took out those horns and put in curse words, that's kind of what I was saying the whole time as I was trying to figure it I'll out. I'll tell you what, you took one for the team there, guy. Well done, man. Yeah. You took oh. one for the team. So <laughs> I've learned my I learned I've learned my lesson. You know, if 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 it's a cheap Android tablet, there's usually a very very good reason why. Yes, yes, and <laughs> let that be a lesson garbage. to all of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, I'm not saying that, that, you know, the iPad is the pinnacle of what no. you're going to find no. in the tablet space. There there are some very, very good Android tablets. This just wasn't one of them. Yeah. Um, typically, you'll find, you know, especially with some of the Samsung ones, which, which get pretty good reviews, uh, they're all, the, the good ones, are typically not far off in price from what you'd spend for an iPad. But, yes. you know, yes. just... Yes. I, 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 you pays your money and you takes your chances. Your choice. <laughs> pays your money and so, takes your choice. That's, yeah. That's so what's this? You've got about three GS. Well, just about. Um, it must have been about five minutes before I went to bed the night before I was going to Turkey when I was going to have to wake up at three thirty in the morning. Okay? And so I was going to bed at about I don't know. It must have been about five past ten past ten. So going to bed a little bit earlier, not too much mm-hmm. earlier. It's twenty past ten now. So. Um, and my youngest daughter came in and said, Dad, I dropped my phone. And I Again? Said, no, 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 this is the younger one. Oh, this okay. This is the younger one. So, um, who's norm- she's been normally pretty careful with it, but, she, you, know, I, I, you know, and she's got an older one. She's just got an 8-gig 3G phone. And mm. I looked at her and I said, I'm going to Turkey in four hours. What do you expect me to do? She said, I'm just letting you know. I'm just, I said, well, thanks for that. Yeah. That's great. That's so, going to help me sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't even worry about it. I said, look, I've got an old Samsung. Yeah. Um, I've got an old Samsung flip phone. Well, it's not a flip phone. It's one of these where the screen moves up. I said, you can yeah. use that anyway. I'll give her that so she, at least she can do text and make calls. Right. Um, and I came, I came back. And over the weekend, I was uh, just tweeting because now, obviously, I've got two 3G phones, both of which now have white screens. <laughs> and somebody said, well, you know, because I was trying to weigh up whether it was worth getting them repaired or not. You know, if it was a newer phone, then I would do. But it being a 3G, is it really worth it? And somebody said, well, it's quite easy to go inside because very often when you drop them, what happens is there's a clip on the top which connects the screen to the motherboard. Um, or to the, they don't call it a motherboard, do they? A logic board. Yeah. And um, 
And he said, it's quite easy. You just undo the screws at the bottom. And then if you've got a, a sucker, which actually we have, we've got one of these suckers with a hook on it, which we use for the blinds just to wind the... Um, ah, uh, the old uh, sucker hook. Yeah. So I put that sucker on the screen and it just gently, you know, pulled and pulled and the screen came away. And I thought, great. So I, I, I kind of... It did seem as though the clip wasn't in place fully. So I kind of pushed it in. No, it wasn't that. So then I did mm. the same thing with the other phone, because um, we've got an 8 gig and a 16 gig, and I thought, I'll just swap the screens over just to see if, you know, if, I, just get a, if I get lucky. Let me see right. if I get lucky. So I did the same with the other one. I ch- tested that first to make sure that that wasn't loose as well, because she could have just had that one. That wasn't working. So I then took the, um, the screen off, which meant that I'd got two clips, because um, there's two, like pop-down clips which are connected and then also one of these slide-in connectors you know i don't know if you've seen them they're they're, they're kind of on a plastic um strip and at the end the um the metal connections the connector is actually uh open and you slide it into the connector which obviously is a little bit fiddly anyway i took the screens off swapped them over no go so definitely dead and my daughter when i got back had said you know the phone a Samsung phone she got was fine. However, she didn't realise just quite how much she used the internet on them, even <laughs> even though it's just a 3G, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> I said, okay, fine. So what have I been doing for the last, you know, well, the last three or four days? Checking eBay or not a 3G. I've been looking at getting her a 3GS because um, sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get her a, an iPhone four because it's just she. She doesn't use it to the extent that uh, Sarah uses it. Anyway, I've been looking at um, uh, the costs and, and on eBay and checking them out. And a three GS sixteen gig or even an eight gig, they go guy from anywhere between one hundred and twenty five and one hundred and fifty to one hundred and sixty pounds second hand. You're kidding me. Not in perfect condition. I'm just amazed. Absolutely amazed. Well, you, can't you get a? Uh, I hear in the states you can get a three GS for free under contract, but yeah, I guess he's already under contract. Yeah, no, no, so we're not under contract. That's not the problem. But uh, Apple sell the three GS still on the website, but it's three hundred and nineteen pounds. Wow! Um, because uh, for because three GS, yeah, yeah, the, because it's it's out of contract. You see, it's not under contract. Oh, uh, so it's the full price. Yes, yes, mm. yes. So uh, anyway, that's what I've been doing, and I'm 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 looking out, and I, I, I'm I'm sure I'll come across one because, you know, if I'm going to pay, uh, I don't mind paying that much. It's not a problem, and you know, she'll put some towards it as well. Um, but um, yeah, so I've been having 3GS fun. Oh my God. <laughs> now, now I'm just thinking. Actually, we have been running quite long, so do we want to put the my Mac articles uh, after the second section? Because we're we're a little bit clear there at the moment. Oh, did I not put anything there? I didn't see anything, so I'm just wondering whether we uh, we just move it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That well, means wait. that means this 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 segment's going a little bit not possible. <laughs> yeah. Gee, who would have who would have thought that we could we could just ramble on for a long <laughs> period of time? Okay. Yeah, well, so, then let's so, just move on past that and just go right to uh, feedback. Yeah, so don't worry, folks. We will come back to the uh, the my uh, mymac dot uh, com website articles, but we'll we'll do it towards the end. We're just you know we're just keeping you all on your toes. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're moving back to feedback now. We're gonna switch things up. Yeah. So um, I got an email from Adam Curtis over at ALK Technologies, of course, the makers of the Copilot GPS app 
that were kind enough to give us a couple of uh, couple of freebies for our beloved listeners. And uh, they have a new version of it that is free. And voice guidance for turn-by-turn turn is an added cost. And, and, and I'm kind of guessing this is a, a taste to try and get you to grab it and then buy some of the additional features. Now, is, is that... Any is is that for people anywhere in the world, or is it just Copilot GPS for the US? Uh, I believe it's in other places too, but of course, you know, I'm linked to the US store. That's where I saw it. Okay, okay, I might uh, I might go over there and take a look. Now we've also had uh, a message from Antonio Andres, who um, I'm not sure if he's still in China, but um, he says. I've been reading the last, the, the latest, I assume he means their latest rumors about the new MacBook Pros. And I find that they are more logical than the previous ones. Obviously, he means the, uh, the rumors about the MacBook Pros. Right. He's, he says, um, about the look, not totally the same as the MacBook Air and the speci- specifications, um, three USB 3s, no Ethernet connection, and no optical disk. Seems more realistic um, but what do we think, he says? He's got a late 2011 uh, 15-inch Pro as his main powerful machine, uh, and it's not in his mind to change, but it looks very interesting refresh of the line. Um, on the other side, on Friday, he says he will be back in Spain, and he'll send us, <laughs> if he thinks yeah. we'll find it interesting, an email about the Apple situation that he's seen in China, where Apple is really now the hottest trademark. Antonio, please send us that. Um, yep. And if you want to do an audio clip, send it in. That would be absolutely superb. No, oh, we'd yeah. be really, we'd be really interested in that. So, guy, what do you think about the MacBook Pros? Uh, if he has a 2011, yeah, I would say you know don't unless you've got money to burn, <laughs> you know don't change well, it out yet. Well, I don't think he's asking to whether you know we'd change it out. I think he's just asking what we think oh, about, about the rumors room, about the rumors because I've also heard that it's not going to have an Ether port, Ethernet port as well. So. Um, you know, because there's no Ethernet port on the MacBook uh, Airs uh, because of the, the thickness of the Ethernet port requirement. But um, well, uh, I, 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 th- I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine actually that there's going to be um, USB three, no FireWire, and a Thunderbolt. And from that Thunderbolt, they may well do an adapter, which then gives you uh, an adapter to FireWire and Ethernet if you require. Mm, possibly i don't know if are, are those even available yet i, I well, haven't seen anything about them well we, i mean these are all very uh, i mean we don't normally talk too much about rumors but there's an awful lot going around about the macbook Pro oh, yeah. at the moment. so uh yeah yeah then, well I, I think losing the ethernet connection is is not that big of a deal uh these are portable machines and i think most people just aren't gonna bother you know unless it's they've got some kind of weird docking setup uh, I don't think losing the optical disc is that big of a surprise. I, I think that you know they're heading in that direction, and you know it just makes sense that after the Mac Mini, that their laptops would be the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's it's all rumors, and I, I I I will have to wait and see. We know we get this all the time, don't we? With um, with the refresh, and especially with um, the worldwide developers conference coming up but yeah I, oh, I, man. I, I, d- I can't see the macbook pros I, I i'm really not sure about them losing an ethernet port i'm really not sure about them losing an ethernet port at all 
um, that would be. But I mean, if you look, um, I don't have a MacBook Pro, but it, apparently, um, I mean, if you look on the side of them on the website, they are really close. You know, there's not much room for an Ethernet port if they make the body of the MacBook Pros any thinner. Well, that's true. And I mean, there are uh, USB to Ethernet adapters. So if they have three either USB 2 or USB 3 ports, some of the stuff, other than FireWire, of course, some of the stuff that uh, that they say that the rumors have that it's that's being taken out could certainly be accommodated through USB. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. we'll wait and see. It's uh, it's all rumors. We don't normally dwell on them too much, do we, uh, do we guys? So no, Antonio, like us, Antonio, you'll have to wait and see. But we're looking forward to your... Uh, your impression of um, how the Chinese think um, Apple is such a hot, hot trademark. <laughs> yeah, please uh, keep sending that feedback, Antonio. We really appreciate it. Uh, we got um, some feedback from Facebook. Yes, good. Go for it. Uh, Peter Bird commented on the MyMac podcast status update. Hey, guys, this is when we put out the show last week. Uh, great show as normal. I say yum to the... And I'm guessing he's he's talking about the Turkish delight that I had in the graphic. Um <laughs> Let's see. I say yum to the... Oh, yeah, here it is. Well, how, what happened there? I say yum to the Turkish Delight. It's great with coffee. Trust guy to find another zombie app. Looks good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust guy. And apparently, yeah. we, apparently we've got some audio feedback from a, a family member. Yeah, my brother Larry, uh, who also sent me uh, some, some audio... I, I don't want to talk too much about he he sent me some some audio clips that i i may be using uh in some of the breaks but uh he he did call and here he is hi guy this is larry uh once again hurtling down the turnpike heading for work and uh catching up on some uh com podcasts uh, i'm really late i'm listening to 395 right now <laughs> I was really enjoying your your new, new little uh, orchestral theme song. Oh, that's all your, I can think of. Uh, uh, band. Being, being an older American uh, who loves older '60s uh, pop culture, uh, uh, every time I hear you play that that that, that music theme thing, all I can think of is uh, the tagline "In Color." <laughs> okay, we'll talk to y'all later. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Appreciate that. Uh, back in what he's talking about for our younger viewers is uh, back in the '60s, as you know, color TV became more popular. A lot of the American shows that either had been black and white and were switching to color uh, after whatever the the title of the show, it would, it would be like this big, huge graphic would come on saying "In Color." So that's what he's talking about there. <laughs> the, you Thanks, know, buddy. most any any kids that are listening to this, which you know, why are you listening to this? Go out and get a life, kids. Um, Please, they're probably saying sixties. Didn't we? Didn't we do that in history? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? The nineties. All the music from the nineties is now. Cons- you, Hello. I'll tell you yes. what. Yeah. What's going on there? You hear some? Oh, hold on a second. Sorry about that. <laughs> Somehow or another, the the call from Larry had some extra audio. I was, why was the sitting there going? What? What? What the heck is that noise? Boy, anyway, the music from the nineties is now considered oldies. 
Yes. So all you Gen Xers, (laughs) welcome to the club. Okay. Now, phobia word of the day. Yeah. A gator, a gator, a gatophobia. A gatophobia. A gatophobia. It has to be. What? I was going to say, it has to be a fear of a billionaire tech magnet. (laughs) Close, close actually. Really? That that is very close. That is is closer than you've ever been. It is actually actually a a fear of becoming insane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I don't fear that. I embrace that. Well, yeah, okay. Well, I think possibly all our listeners might get that from listening to us. <laughs> uh, we have some tech news of the weird, and fearless leader Tim will appreciate this. The Psy Star Saga that started, oh, God, four years, years ago, ago. Years ago. Years ago. Is finally, I finally. I was just a boy. I was just a young lad. Is finally over. Uh, Apple slapped Psystar. This is a, a story out of the Mac Observer. Psystar uh, with a lawsuit in t- July of 2008 over claims that the company was violating Apple's copyrights and end user yep. license agreements and eventually added a DMCA complaint on top of those because because license agreement and Apple copyrights just wasn't enough. Psystar uh, countered with an anti antitrust lawsuit against Apple, but that was eventually rejected by the court. Uh, They went through two different law firms during the course of the legal headaches before settling on just one. And in the end, Psystar filed bankruptcy and Apple was awarded a total victory in court, complete with an injunction blocking the company from selling Mac clones, Mac OS X in any form, and installing Mac OS X on non-Apple hardware. Bad Psystar. Bad, bad. Psystar's attorneys appealed, even though the company didn't have any money to pay, and were met with disappointment when the appeals court upheld the ruling. With the Supreme Court's decision to not review the case, Psystar is effectively dead in the water. Considering that the company has been essentially dead for seven years, it's very likely this will be the last we ever hear from them. Ah. Oh. I, was, I was hoping for a bit more. That was a fun story while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I had actually considered buying one of those. Yeah. I'm kind of, kind yeah. of glad I didn't. Yeah, it, it, would, right. it, it would have looked so great right next to my Android tablet. That's, yeah. <laughs> you, you still haven't learned, have you? No, and I probably never will. Guess, well, get take, us out of here. I'll get us out of here. Okay, stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. I like it. Scott, can you fix me up? Um, that might be easier said than done, but okay, who with? With John Nemo. Uh, yeah, Nemo's already married and has a grown daughter? No. I mean, fix me up with a set of headphones so I can listen to Nemo's all-new App Minute podcast. Hi, Timothy Gregoire here from the Church Tech Geeks podcast. Well, I'm about to run a sound check here at the church for a concert, but I want to take a quick moment to tell you about the Church Tech Geeks podcast. It's a weekly show that talks about all things live production and church technology. We talk about topics from live sound, lights, and media to building websites for your organization. 
join me each week as I walk you through some useful skills or while I talk to special guests from Adam Christensen to Nate Rake in a media shop. Now, if you excuse me, I have a concert run. The Church Tech Geeks is a member of the Stoplight Network. It can be found in iTunes or at thechurchtechgeeks.com or in the Attack of the Stoplight Network feed. The reason why the fast forward button was invented. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Anything can happen in the next half hour. And hopefully the show won't run much longer than that. <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, in this section, now last week we were we were talking about the iPad possibly becoming a uh, truly a general laptop replacement. And last week we talked about keyboards. This week we're going to talk about external storage. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I really wanted to, to kind of test some of these gas, but circumstances beyond yeah. my control <laughs> meant oh actually uh, I did go I actually did go to Best Buy and right. I picked up an SD card and a USB flash card or a flash uh, disc whatever you want to call it okay, what, to, to use with the um, camera connection kit <laughs> right right and got into this long conversation mm. with with this guy named Brian here at the, the local store and uh, told him about the podcast. I don't know if he's listening, but if he is, nice talking to you, Brian. Hi, Over Brian. There at Best Buy. Hi, Brian. Are you still and, um, Brian? You're not him, are you? Oh, I could be. Okay. Except I think he's younger than you. Ah. That's By quite a bit. <laughs> so that would be really weird. Um, now, what I found as I was you know looking this up, and obviously... You know, I, I haven't tested all of these different things, uh, but what I found is when you're trying to either transfer or access, most solutions just aren't going to work very well in regards to media other than pictures and movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apple, other than the official ways to get content on and off iOS devices, you know, going through iTunes, um, has apparently not made it very easy or inexpensive for anyone else to do the same. Ah, uh, see, we talked a bit. Oh, uh, never mind. I was talking about Brian. Oh, he also he built a Hackintosh, just to go back really? to Brian. Oh, yeah, excellent. he did. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, good um, man, Brian. And I, I would love to build one of those myself. So, if if anyone rich is listening to the show, <laughs> or some company wants <laughs> to sponsor it, whoa, 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 yeah. And if anyone rich is listening to the show and they want to sponsor, I want to get a new Mac. I'm not going to go for Hackintosh. <laughs> Well, I want to build a Hackintosh. So, and and if you do it, I will sponsor. I you know mention your company prominently, which pro of course probably means that this will never ever happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, move on, move on. So, uh, the first thing I looked at was using SDHC cards with Apple's connection kit, and from what I was able to gather online, you can use cards anywhere from one to thirty-two gigs of storage, and and this is relatively cheap, and it also lets you have multiple cards, which can give you almost unlimited storage. Uh, but the iPad, of course, does not have a built-in SD slot, so you have to have it connected through uh, Apple's connection kit. And there are some third-party 30-pin options, but they aren't always of the best quality. And sometimes when Apple does updates, they stop working. So do your homework before choosing it over Apple's guaranteed but more expensive-to-work solution. Uh, if it's for storing 
media for playback, I would get a class four or below SD cards. If it's for offloading documents or media, slower cards will probably work just as well since the uh, the iPad interface with the camera connection kit isn't exactly the fastest interface yeah. around anyway. Okay. Now, <laughs> how well it works, I didn't have time to try because, of course, you know, sick kid problems over the weekend. But I will work some more on this and I'll let you guys know about it uh, in the future. USB flash drives. I figured this would be like cake, that, that this should just work. But apparently it only works with USB flash drives from one to four gigabytes of storage. And the other problem is you have to look at the specs very carefully before buying it, especially for media playback. And also be aware that not all USB flash sticks will work. Uh, that 16 gig flash uh, uh, flash disk that I bought, yep. I got an error message. Too much power required for this device. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was just thinking. Some of these devices, they, they do suck quite a lot of juice. And I think the more memory that they've got in, they've got in there... They actually the more do, you need. Yeah, the more they need to uh, to actually run them. And um, Apple doesn't like giving you too much juice through that connector port. No, well, they're very jealous about their, their battery life on those devices. Yeah. yeah uh, otherwise, the same strengths and weaknesses of SD cards apply. It has to be used with the connection kit, so you're adding bulk and probably a little awkwardness as you use it. Remember that the connection to your iPad can be easily uh, dislodged. I'm having trouble speaking today, uh, which won't make... And I put something stupid here. I don't know why I said this. Shall I help you? Please. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's much much better. Uh, What I put here was that it won't make the experience of watching a movie much fun without thinking that, okay, you're not actually going to watch the movie from the stick. You're going to transfer it from the stick to your iPad, so I don't know why I said that. Uh, Also, according to what I've read, the USB stick must be formatted as FAT32, and any media that you put in a folder, or I'm sorry, any media must be in a folder in the root directory, and that folder must be named DCIM, which is the same folder that you'll see with almost every camera. Yeah, because you know, that's, as... that's, that's the point. It's, it's looking for that folder because it identifies it as a, a camera folder and it, think it, it thinks it's just going to see images or, or, or presumably movies. It's not looking right. for movies, but it's actually thinking it's going to be, you know, because obviously a lot of cameras now can record movies. So Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't they, know they if to, you can do that for that. documents. They, they really they need do. to fix that. Yeah, there should be some way to plug at least something in so that I could, like, if somebody hands me a, an SD card or a USB stick with some documents on it, that I can mm. just plug it in and make it work. Now, of course, the, the easiest solution to this is, especially with documents which are typically relatively small in size, you can email, email them. Or if you trust the person that, you know, has the document you need, you could also give them a link to like a shared folder in Dropbox or one of the other cloud storage services and yep. then get to it that way. Well, you can but because you can actually open up, um, I think you can do a link from Dropbox into Goodreader. And Goodreader is very good at looking at, you know, and opening up all sorts of different documents. So um, I know that Don McAllister did a screencast recently. Uh, and I watched the first one. I haven't watched the second one, but I think in the second one of the Goodreader, um, uh, screencast. He actually shows you how to easily link 
to your Dropbox folder so that you can then obviously open up uh, documents from uh, from Goodreader. And he also talks about obviously linking to devices as well um, to the web server because um, there's a yeah. web server in in Goodreader. So. Um, yeah, but you kind of you, you talk about cloud options in a minute, so uh, we'll perhaps come back to Goodreader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but however, I did find one kind of interesting thing. Uh, there's a company called Hyperdrive, which sells a device called the iFlash Drive, which has both a USB port and an Apple 30-pin connector to transfer data back and forth in sizes from 8 to 32 gigs. The device mm-hmm. connects directly to the iPad with prices ranging from one hundred to two hundred dollars, which is you know, it seems kind of pricey for eight gigs of yeah. storage. Ouch. That is yeah. expensive. But but it, it does work though. Well, and there's actually <laughs> I, should think, I should think so at that price. Yeah, damn well better work. There's hey, actually but, uh, another can, solution. I, can, I, can I just stop? Yeah, you no, there, go, ahead, go ahead. Because of course. if you're if you're thinking of getting an iPad, right? This is this is nonsensical because if you're thinking of getting an iPad and you get the 16 gig version, you might as well put the money that you would have there towards a bigger storage on on an iPad. Yeah, yeah, just get the 64 gig model. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, I mean, sometimes people don't think about what their future needs might be when they Correct. get the devices true. that they currently Very have. Very true. Uh, and there's even I, I found another solution. Yep. Uh, This is kind of cool. This is uh, there's a company called um, oh I I think the company is just called Airstash and they have a device called Airstash. It kind of looks like a flash drive. Yeah. But it's actually an SD card reader with wireless Wi-Fi connectivity that apparently not only works with iPads and iPhones but uh, nearly any mobile device up to five at one time. They have a free iOS app called. Duh, Airstash, and that <laughs> allows you to transfer nearly any type of iOS compatible file, and its USB connection lets you plug it into a Mac or Windows computer for the source. Uh, its literature and, and God, I wish I could have some of these things to try it. Uh, its literature states that the that the device has up to seven hours of battery life. It comes with either eight or a sixteen gigabyte SD card in prices ranging from one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and sixty dollars. But I believe, as I think about this, I think you can plug in like a different SD card. Maybe not. Uh, let's talk about cloud options. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, yeah, you've got uh, you've got down here that um, this is. Possibly one of the stronger options uh, with many different ways to get info onto your iOS devices. And uh, I mentioned earlier um, uh, Goodreader, which is certainly, yeah. uh, the, I think that's the name that a lot of people talk about when the, when they talk about getting access to uh, your iPad and, and dumping stuff into Goodreader because it can pretty much read most of the files that you'll throw at it. And there are lots of links within Goodreader itself to be able to link up to other devices if they're on Wi-Fi as well, certainly with the web access and certainly to your Dropbox. Um, but obviously what you've got to look at, because I, I've actually got Goodreader on my device, but I don't tend to use it. So you've, you've got to get into a routine of, of using um, uh, a product like Goodreader and you've got to get into a routine of a workflow. Uh, and that's one thing that I've not really got with it. But... There again, I haven't got the requirement to put lots of stuff onto my iPad. 
right. I don't think. Right. Um, well, I used I used I've used Evernote, and that also works with Dropbox. But yes. I'll have to, I'll have yeah. to check out uh, Goodreader, as well as there are at least two that I know of uh, Office-like applications, you know, word processor, spreadsheet, presentation that are available for iOS that also have links in through Dropbox. Dropbox yeah. seems to be kind of one of the iOS defaults for a well, lot there, of there, there was there was one which gave away 50 gigabytes to um, iOS users, and that was called Box.net, um, because you, you talk about here there are many different services available uh, with varying different amounts of storage. And that's the problem. That's one of the biggest problems. You know, you, you, you'll end up putting stuff here, there, and everywhere, and you'll have to remember right. where it all is. And that's why the, you know, the likes of Goodreader, which could possibly access... Um, these various different services, um, it, it could come in useful. Um, but this box.net, that was, they, were, they basically gave away 50 gigabytes to people for use on your iOS device. But I, I was don't that think, like a subscription service? No, no. When you say subscription service, well, what like do you mean? a yearly, a yearly. Fee. No, no, no. It was free. It was free. Um, I mean, there, there, there was a paid service behind it, but you know, the interface wasn't really very good, and it's. I, I'm not sure what, whether it still works. I actually signed up for it. But the problem was, I'll go back to the, the statement I made before, and that is, you you know, you kind of, a combination of usage, workflow, and I've got bits here, I've got bits over there, and I'm keeping bits here. That's why Apple have got to make it easier to get stuff onto the device. But, and know, off. When, and off when people require it. Yeah. Um, You've also mentioned here, you know, talking about uh, connecting um, with either Wi-Fi or, you know, 3 or 4G connectivity. Um, it, it's all about storage, though. It's all about where you're going to put it and how you're going to connect it up. And, again, we're back to that, the, the process of where am I going to put it to get to it easily. And, and Dropbox, I think the combination of Dropbox and, and Goodreader is, is probably the one that's going to win out in the end, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, and I I think right now um, Dropbox probably has the upper hand because just so many people know about it. But you know that can change overnight. Yeah, yeah. You look at you look at social services that that those those go up and down all the time. Who would have ever thought? And Tim and I talked about this um, on the last Tech Fan. Yeah, at one point MySpace was huge. Nobody thought that yeah. that would go away, and and now yeah. everyone's like, Yo, you're still on MySpace, really? Really? Yeah, but I, you know, I, I so Dropbox yeah, could I think also that's, drop Yeah, out. but I think that's slightly. I think that's slightly different, though, guy, because that's social. That is social. That is something which you know people you know move with the wind. When you've got a service which you use, um, yeah, either personally that's or for true. business, it's slightly different. And Dropbox have been around a little while now. I mean, if you think about it, that's exactly what Apple could have done with iDisk. And if they'd put connections in and ties into iDisk through your iPad, it would have been perfect. You know, they can't they, they kind of invented the, the process in the first place with iDisk and, and, and you know they possibly let it go. didn't follow through. Well I mean there is an iDisk app, but you know yeah, again yeah, but it's, you, yeah but iDisk is going away, isn't it? So you know I mean they're, they're, I mean the way Apple are looking at it, they're looking at storage, you know, for your, your media. You know, you can back up to right. iTunes and, and so it's a it's a different concept. But people you know, you don't need a lot of space for your documents and for other stuff. Um, and, it, and there should be something there. Definitely. Anyway, Apple, you move... And there isn't. You, no, definitely. And you move on to hard drives as well, actual hard drives, physical hard drives. 
Yeah, and uh, it, it since obviously a um, a USB stick didn't work, an actual like without being plugged into the wall hard drive, it should come as no surprise that that those don't work either. Uh, it, it's not very easy to connect uh, via USB a physical hard drive, even if the drive is plugged into the wall socket. And if you can get it to work... Oh, damn, I forgot to unplug my stupid phone. If, <laughs> if you can... Yeah, boy, don't you just love the liveness of the liveness? There, there's a new word for everybody. The liveness of podcasting. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, your prayers, varmint. <laughs> Even if you could get it to work, uh, the necessity of, of having it plugged into some kind of external power source pretty makes this pretty much makes this a no go for a portable device. Uh, there are some Wi-Fi enabled hard drives that are pre set up to work with the iPad, yes, with apps to move content on and off the device, and they also have built in batteries for on the go. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're yeah. chomping at the bit. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You go because this this is one thing that um, talk about workflow. We, um, Guy and I were sent an email from um, John uh, Nemo, 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 uh, Mr. John Nemoroski, uh, with reference to the Seagate uh, GoFlex satellite, which is basically a 500 gigabyte monster, as you've written here, uh, for bringing <laughs> along for bringing along probably just about everything you could possibly want. But I think it is more about media, isn't it? I think you can you can access it from the GoFlex iOS app, um, so you can add oh, media. Sure. Uh, you can add media to the the hard drive from your Mac, either via USB or Wi-Fi. Um, but actually, it also has connections for FireWire, and I think there's also a connection which I've seen in the UK Apple Store for Thunderbolt, which you know you oh, just I clip this on. That. Yeah, you just clip this onto that. So. Uh, you can load stuff into it and then access that particular hard drive. More for media, and I'm thinking films. You know, if you're going somewhere for a couple of weeks, you know, there's only so many films you can put on your iPad. And if you've bought a lower-end iPad, this is a great example, you know, a great way to carry lots of media so that you can still play it through your iPad when you get to wherever you're going. And it's not that big. And equally, it's not that expensive. Um, I think the price that I saw in the UK was about 150, 160 pounds for 500 gigabytes for this yeah, Wi-Fi. Yeah, it was 300, 300 dollars at Best Buy. Crikey! I, I think I best buy it quick then because we've got a, a, a reasonable conversion rate on that particular app. Then. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I'm well, quite excited yeah. with one of those. I think that would be. I, I, I'm actually thinking I'm going to go out and buy one and, and just try it. Well, one thing I'm not sure about is. Whether you know, you've got movies or or what have you on the the GoFlex, can you play it? Does you know does the app the GoFlex app allow you to play a movie from the drive without having to put it onto the iPad? Because that's really that's how I understand go. it. Yeah, that's how I understand it. Because the the Go Drive will actually access you can access more than one device to the Go Drive device. So if if you've got like let, let's say for example let's give an example um, you're okay. driving you're driving on uh, on holiday um, you've got the kids in the back with a, an iPad um, your missus is in the front with her iPhone and you know your third kid's all sitting in the middle at the back or you know with his iPhone or his iPad yeah three, picking out his ears okay th- three people can then access <laughs> the uh, GoFlex drive and access the data on it media on it and watch it or play it through their own device. If that's how it works, 
Uh, yeah, I will get one of these because that's that's uh, how I understand it works. Um, from, from and hopefully weekend. Apple won't change the rules and make it so it doesn't work. Yeah, because uh, well, that would be a disaster. But uh, I mean, with the price that I'd got, I, uh, yeah, I think it actually streams to your your device. That would uh, be super cool, and that would make it worth it. In fact, uh, there's I'm, also I'm, in fact I'm 100 percent certain that's how it works. Uh, when well, I, then I'm, when I was reading the site, so. I'm so there. <laughs> Uh, there's also from Hyperdrive, uh, I'm sorry, from Hypershop, there's a device called the Hyperdrive with up to one terabyte of storage. Uh, this one actually does connect via the Apple connection kit and according to their literature, does not require a special app. Uh, they also have a device called the Color Space, which besides internal memory, also has card slots for both uh, SD and, for whatever reason, uh, CF cards. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But the way things are kind of looking, uh, it's yeah, hard the, to the, say. The, can I just say, though, I, I've got a feeling that this one is probably very similar to um, the GoFlex. Uh, however, I don't think they've actually got Wi-Fi syncing with it. It's basically got to be hard connected now, yeah. which is which is not a problem. Um, but it means obviously it's it's one to one. And I think again, it's basically the problem with these two last devices that we're talking about. They're really only for media. They're not. Then you you can't really use them to access you know documents and other stuff like that. But um, well, I'm not sure about the GoFlex. I think. You probably could, but you know, would you use something that big to throw in a Word document or an Excel well, it's, spreadsheet? It's, it's less. It's less that big, guy, and, and more the fact that it's the, the the ease of use. The fact that you can, you know, you've got your GoFlex, you put it into your, your your FireWire connection or your USB connection or your you know your Thunderbolt connection next to your Mac, and you throw your documents to that because it's easier and actually trying to find a way to throw it to the iPad. But I think, unfortunately, both of these devices, the Hyperdrive and the GoFlex, can really only stream um, or link to the iPad and stream and play uh, music and video. Um, but okay. we'll, we'll see how things change. So you, yeah. you then have to go back to our previous, you know, via uh, Dropbox or, you know, dropping stuff through iTunes uh, and then reading those applications through Goodreader. Okay, any final thoughts, Gaz? Um, I think, yeah, my final thought is, Apple, pull your finger out because it's a mess. If you want, if you, you know, we love the iPad. It's a supreme device. But, you know, connecting and get getting stuff like documents, um, you know, Word documents, etc., getting them out and back onto the iPad has got to be made easier. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, my final thoughts are if you need a lot of storage because you like to carry a lot more media than even a 64 gig iPad can provide, <laughs> check out the solutions from Seagate and Hypershop. Definitely. Uh, if you, if you just need to get some files or documents to edit, probably some of the cloud solutions or possibly maybe even FTP solutions back to your Mac might be the way to go. Uh, if you just need a little bit more space for whatever, the AirStash Wireless or, or Hypershop's iFlash Drive seems to offer the easiest way to get just that little bit more to and from your iPad, but it's not going to be cheap. Yep. I like it. So I think, I yeah. think you're right. 
So uh, I think we're going to – you ready to end this one? Or do you want me it, to well, end it's it? my turn. I think no, you no, should. No, it's my oh, turn. I'll tell you what. No, I think – let's get Tom to do it, shall we? Okay. Stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. He's in just fine form tonight. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohen from the Tech Fan Podcast. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Stoplight Network. Stoplight is a community of podcasters. We're a group of people who are passionate about podcasting, and we're looking for people who have either existing or new podcasts who might be interested in joining us. So check it out at www.stoplightnetwork.com. And while you're at it, check out our show, the Tech Fan Podcast part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. Number one in our time slot, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the third section of the MyMac podcast. We're on the final leg, folks. Just bear with us just for a few more minutes. You hang in there. Too much, it won't be too much longer. It won't be too much longer and we'll, we'll be out of your life. Not forever, but we're out of your life this week at least. Um, yeah, just we, we, we missed out in the first section the uh, MyMac.com articles. Um, before we jump into those articles, I'd just like to point out that um, if you go to the MyMac.com website uh, and you look across the top, there is what is called, well, there's a tab called, uh, or a button that's called Contact Us. If you hover over that Contact Us, there is um, a drop-down, which is the podcast feedback. And Tim has very kindly set up um, that contact for the podcast for us. So if you fill in your name and your email and you speak your mind, as I'm sure you're apt to do, both Guy and myself will actually see those responses. So uh, it's a quick and easy way just to contact us uh, on the website. On the website? On the website. website. Uh, yeah, on the website. Website. Web, the website. <laughs> on the website. On the web, website. Yeah, the web, web, yeah web. Tim, Tim set that up because the you know, he had another contact form that he had before, but that basically went to him and then he would forward it to us where this new contact form goes uh, not only to Tim, but also directly to both you and me. So yay for us. Yay for us. Um, <laughs> talking about the stuff on the website, we'll get through this real quick. Uh, there's an, an, an article by John Nemorowski, good old John Nemo, uh, Adobe hosts Creative Cloud and Creative Suite 6 event, and it's an opinion piece. Next is, uh, there's an Apple ah. training series. Oh, ah, what? Ah, oh, yes. No, oh, no. I see. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Don't panic. Don't panic. Go ahead. It's an Apple training series, um, basically iMovie 11, which is an ebook review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Oh, I can't believe I wasn't ready. That's the second <laughs> week in a row. What's wrong with me? Um, yeah. There's uh, another article about Adobe InDesign CS6 product manager audio cast interview with Kayo Toma by John Nemo. Uh, and funnily enough, there is, uh, <laughs> again, by John, he's been really busy, hasn't he? Are you sure these are all by John? Um, I think this so. is a, a Seagate GoFlex 
Thunderbolt Adapters. That's a first look review by John Niemorowski. Now, I, I just need to go over and check the website for that because um, I assume that is an adapter and not the actual uh, GoFlex. Um, no, I think it's just the adapter. It's just the adapter. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll try. I'll believe and you. Thousands, thousands wouldn't. <laughs> well, we thousands probably won't. Uh, we there's Tech Fan Podcast number seventy six, Privacy and Facebook with Tim Robertson and uh, I don't know some other person. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> just to confirm everybody, it is the adapters that uh, John's looking at. Um, I've got to pull you up on this guy. Because okay. if any if anybody is listening to this show and they also go and listen to TechFan and they listen to TechFan podcast number 76, they might just ask the question, why do you want us to go over to Facebook? I'll leave it there and say no more. <laughs> okay. So Adobe Illustrator, CS6, uh, product manager, and that's an interview with Brenda Sutherland. Again, by John Nemorowski. Crikey, John. Are you, are you not got, has he not got a job anymore or something? He, uh, well, <laughs> well, that was actually part of his job was to be out there for that event. <laughs> oh, uh, we, have, we have a review, Sandvox 2.5, and that's by John Nemo. No, actually, I'm kidding. That's, for, that's from Donnie <laughs> Yankelo. Um, then we've got an Ultra Dock version 5. That's a first look uh, review by... <laughs> Guess uh, who? who? Who could it be? John, John Nemo. <laughs> and lastly, uh, the quirky plug hub review by Vicky. It's Vicky Stokes. Stokes. Miss Stokes to dying gas. Darn tootin. <laughs> Miss, Miss Stokes. Oh, yes. And I know Elisa, Vicky, uh, the Mac Mommy, and I believe, oh, I'm, I'm uh, Suze Gilbert are putting like the finishing touches on their podcast, which I don't think has been definitive, definitively named yet. Right. But that that's going to be a good podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Okay. Yep. It's a sketch view of technology. Yeah, nothing wrong with saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gaz, do you this have an app? This is the voice of the Mr. <laughs> Thank you, Ted Cassidy. <laughs> and for people who don't know who Ted Cassidy is, go and find out. Go and look at the Adams Family TV show from the 1960s. Okay. Anyway, have you got a pick? Yeah, I do oh, have a no, pick. I've just seen your pick. Well, blow me. What do you mean? Well, like <laughs> it was actually my girls uh, a few weeks ago that told me I've got to get this particular app. Oh, really? Played, it is fun. I, I haven't played it, but they're playing it all the time. Well, it's called Temple Run, and it's by Imanji Studios. It's free with in-app purchases. However, and I know we, we sometimes you know kind of diss on, on companies with apps with in-app purchases, but you don't need the in-app purchases to play at least the, the first part of the game. Uh, run, jump, slide, and turn your way away from... Of hostile natives or apes or whatever the heck it is that seems to be chasing your Indiana Jones wannabe. I, I've had a lot of fun with this. I mean, I have seen them play. I haven't played it myself, but I have seen them play it. And what I've got to say is, um, whatever, it doesn't really matter what's chasing you. You, you just got to no. run like hell. You, you run your ass off. Yep. Oop, okay. Can I say that? No, you can't. I I you, just you're well, fired. 
Damn. That's it. You are fired. (laughs) You entered the escalator with his lordship, and now you're fired. You see. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Um, (laughs) I love that too. (laughs) I like this one as well. Makes me laugh every time I play it. I don't know why. Okay, now I was listening to um, Alison over at the Nusilla Cast, uh, hosted at podfeet.com. I hope that was Very right, Alison. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, she was talking, or Ken Wolf actually um, mentioned that there is an application called No Menu Bar. Now, you might think, what on earth is he going on about? Well, basically, Oh, not on my Mac Mini because I've actually got a, a 20-inch screen. So I've got you know, quite a lot of real estate along the menu bar at the top. But on the MacBook Air, very often, um, because of all the uh, menu bar applications that I've got, they sometimes get hidden with um, the wording on the left-hand side. Because if, you, if you're in Safari or you're in an application, you might get you know file, edit, view, history, uh, window, sure. help, etc., etc., and that means you then can't see the applications or the icons for the applications that you've got on your menu bar, especially on a small screen. Well, no menu bar is an application which, when you start it, it basically hides the application name, file, edit, view, whatever, history, window, and obviously opens up the menu bar to any other applications that you've got on the menu. And that's all it does. That is, that is it. It does well, does it does it come back that. when you bring your mouse up or something? Yeah, you basically it's very easy. You just stop it, so you know you you can get to your application, and then you can stop it, so you can see everything again. It's quite simple, but it's it's a simple little app. Which because if you've got a lot of menu bar apps, you will find that they'll get hidden by obviously the left hand side a menu bar item because they take pressure. Sure. Um, so, you know, if you're finding you've got trouble or you want to put more apps on your mem- menu bar, but you know that you're not going to get to them, then just try this one. Nice. Cool. One. I've used it a few times. It's not it's not a major one, but uh, um, yeah, it does. It's, it does the job. As Tim Verporten always used to say, it does one job and it does it well. Well, it, it must cost thousands of dollars, Gaz. No, it's free. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no people's pick this week. Please send oh, in the applications that, that you face. enjoy. Sad and sad I, actually, I was actually desperate because I said to my daughter, I said, what's your favorite app? She says, I haven't got any. <laughs> Did she say it just like that too? I, I don't, go away, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't bother me with this. So please send in your your favorite applications, and we will talk about it on the show. Um, as far as I know, I don't think we have any new Facebook likes. I wonder if that's because we're not bribing people. <laughs> Probably. We're, we're at 124. Just to keep going, so, happy, everybody. Go, yeah, go. if you haven't liked us on Facebook, even though I, I kind of ragged on it, quite a bit when I was on tech fan. Um, please, please like us on the Facebook page. It does help yeah. the show. No, and you know, and that's to keep guy happy to keep me happy. Uh, and I think actually guy would be even happier is if you can do an iTunes review, absolutely fantastic. That'd be great. And if you do one and you're outside the UK or US store, send us 
a note. Tell us uh, what you said, good, bad, or indifferent, and you'll get a wooty. Yeah, I will. I will create a a custom wooty, just like I've created a custom wooty for everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and they look similar, but it does have your name on it, so it's yes, custom in that way. I, I don't think I've actually received a wooty, but um, I'll, I'll have to they do are some. beautiful. Uh, I, I've have, seen. Have, them. have you done an iTunes review? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do an iTunes review on your own podcast, or is that know. kind of gauche? That, that bit, might be. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to say. I'll have to say. I'll go onto the uh, iTunes uh, page. I'll go into my Mac and I say, "Yeah, I'm on it." But it's a great podcast. It's wonderful. It's just it, wonderful. Even though I'm on it, you yeah. know I'm on it. Yeah. That, that doesn't, that's not going to work, is it? Really? No, Gaz. How can people contact you? Um, they can contact me ever so easily by um, typing in the following letters into their two uh, in their email client of choice. G-A-Z <laughs> at, that's the symbol, which is, you know, the squirrely-whirly thing. Yeah, not uh, A-T. No, not A-T, not at, not A-T, yes. M-Y-M-A-C dot C-O-M. And then the, your email uh, client of choice will then magically, when you press send, after you've filled in a few other things like subject and put some details in. <laughs> like maybe actually put a couple words in. It'll like send me show. an electronic document which will come direct to me. See, it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But if wow, you want technology. If you, <laughs> if you want to contact me through the Twitters, you know, that birdie wordy thing uh, where everybody goes tweet, tweet. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I've been drinking tonight, but it's not. I don't know, but you should be sharing. It's not medicinal. Um, Twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Guy, if people yeah. want to do similar things to what I've just said to you, can they? No. Well, <laughs> should <yeah>. they? Should <laughs> they? Well, should they? No. Can they? Yes. Uh, you can send me an email to guy at mymac.com, and you can also reach me on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. And of course, uh, well, not actually, of course, if this is the first time you've listened to the show, we have a combined account that both Gaz and I keep an eye on and throw some stuff in every once in a while. It's twitter.com forward slash G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z, Guy and Gaz. And if you want to contact Fearless Leader Tim, because you're just very upset over the craziness and, and the, the nonsense that, that we do on a week-to-week basis, you can reach him at feedback at mymac.com. And if you think, if you think that, you know, you've paid for much better than what you're getting, just send, send an email. Just send an email to Tim. <laughs> now, I think people Where are you should, going with this, guess? I don't know. I don't care. I just, you know. If people want to contact us, send us an audio clip by email. Um, you can't send it over Twitter, so that's tough. Um, but there is another way. You can. We've got a yes. Skype number, haven't we, Guy? Do you know we the number, Guy? We do have a Skype number. Um, it's seven, Tell everybody, quick. 7... No. O three zero three seven. What is it? Yep. <laughs> seven zero three four seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Call it. Call That's it. it. Now. Call it. 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 Call it
call it right now and just just let us have it. 703-436-9501. Gaz, it was great to talk to you as as usual. Especially in between the stuff. I'll blast your head off for this. <laughs> and he probably will. It's one day. <laughs> so we thank you all. <laughs> we thank you for downloading the buyback.com podcast. And we hope like hell you'll be here next week. Oh, I think Gaz. we've just lost about 50,000. Uh, 100,000. <laughs> we've lost everybody. There, there are As a six, matter of fact, there, there are people that are negatively subscribing. That's right. There are 6 billion people in the world. Let's say let's say um, 100 million of them are gone iTunes. None of them are now going to describe after this session. <laughs> <laughs> What's that last word, Gaz? And... Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. We think guys off his solenoid, not knowing what tech to avoid. Gaz tried and tried. He pushed and he pried. But still, Guy bought a tablet with Android.